Hello there. I'm James. I am the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church, and this is The Essentials. It's a little podcast I threw together for us to spend some time exploring our faith a little bit more, to talk about what's going on in the world, and hopefully to share some good news and some hope that we are clinging to these days. Over the past couple of days, I spent more time in the waiting room of a Jiffy Lube than I hope to spend for at least the next year. So I went in for a routine oil change, and they were quite busy, so there was a, a little bit of a wait. But when I went in, I also told them that one of my tires wasn't holding air pressure very well, and if they could look at that too. And of course, they found a nail in the tire, and it was in at such an angle that they couldn't fix it. I had to get a brand new tire, and of course, they didn't have the tire I needed there, and it was close to the end of the day. So they ordered a new tire for me to come back the next day and have it put on. And when it was all said and done, I had spent a little over four hours sitting there while my car was getting worked on. And just in general, a little bit about me is that while most people I think fear the dentist the most, or at least that's their most dreaded kind of routine place to be. I think mine might be the auto parts world, your oil change places, your car dealership. Um, my car, car knowledge is woeful. Um, and in these situations, I am... So worried that they're going to ask me questions that I have no idea what the answer is. I'm going to look like a fool for not knowing anything. Or that I'll get tricked into buying something that I don't need. You know, they usually pull out your air filter when you're getting your oil changed. And it's always kind of dirty, but not too bad. And they ask if you want to get a new one, they kind of recommend it, but you could get by if you really wanted to. And that stresses me out. But really, I'm so uh, at a loss for what's going on. I'm so clueless. They could tell me that the type of oil my car needs requires a resource that we need to extract from the planet Mars, and it's going to take a while. I would believe just about anything. So I'm not feeling the best when my car is getting worked on. I avoid these appointments like the plague. But here at this Jiffy Lube in town, they have a tiny little waiting room. There's a couple of chairs. There's a little coffee machine to provide some comfort. So I had my coffee. I was sitting there trying to uh, stay entertained, send a couple messages on my phone, check emails, or check in with people. But at some point, you can only refresh Instagram so many times. You can only send so many emails, and your phone battery starts to run low, and you're just kind of stuck. And then this waiting room is a TV that cycles through a wide variety of things. There's, of course, little ads for Jiffy Lube showcasing what they can do, how they can help you out. But 
then it just wanders through the most random things you could imagine. It's kind of like that gas station TV that you see for three minutes while you're filling up your car as it bounces from one subject to another. But here in this waiting room, I was stuck. And I was at the mercy of whatever topic popped up on this screen. So while I was waiting over the last couple of days, apart from the Jiffy Lube ads that they put on there, I saw a long piece just devoted to sandwiches. Various food critics and food experts talking about sandwiches from different parts of the world telling us how a good sandwich is like a true blank canvas. And we can do anything our heart desires, how your favorite sandwich tells you everything you need to know about a person. Just a very in-depth piece on sandwiches for no apparent reason. No restaurants they were plugging, no specific sandwich they were highlighting. Just a celebration of all things sandwiches. And then, off in a different direction, there was another piece that lasted about 20 minutes that told us everything I could possibly want to learn about a kidney stone. What compiles, what is in a kidney stone, the type of... Uh, chemicals and materials that accumulate, the reason it happens, how big the largest one on record was, which was something over the size of a baseball somehow. Just way too much information on kidney stones. What happens, how you get rid of them, it was almost as painful as I'm sure dealing with it is. Although I know that's not true, it's obviously a horrible thing, but it was just more than I needed to know about kidney stones, and now makes me even more afraid of them than I was before. There was also a uh, an infomercial sort of thing about this fancy new mattress that's out there in the world. This mattress that you unzip the pad, and underneath, are dozens and dozens of what looks like pool noodles sticking up. And they're different colors, and each color has a different range in terms of how soft or how firm it is. And uh, what they were really explaining was how you can customize this bed. You can unzip the, the mattress and rearrange all these pool noodles so you get the exact sort of comfort level that you're searching for. They got the whiteboard out and went uh, through this long equation about because there's X amount of pool noodles, you could make this many different configurations of this mattress to sleep on. No idea how someone thinks of these things, but now I know that is a mattress that exists in the world and I will certainly think of it the next time I see kids whacking each other with pool noodles at the pool. But of all these random things, uh, just kind of, for more or less, uh, pointless TV 
just kind of mindless stuff that's on that you can easily not pay much attention to, there was one program that actually caught my attention. It was bizarre that it was on in the waiting room of a Jiffy Loop. Because it was about a 20-minute piece on stoicism. A train of thought, of school of thinking that existed around 300 BC in ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Again, no idea how this pops up at a Jiffy Lube on a Wednesday afternoon, but there it was. And it caught my attention because it was something that we discussed back in seminary. I never thought I'd be rehashing some of those things I learned while I was waiting to get my oil changed. But what uh, I for had forgotten in seminary, or since seminary, I should say, was refreshed as I watched this little piece on Stoicism. And that's one of the key uh, trains of thought is that we, as humans, should control what we can control and try to let go of the rest. One of the key figures apparently had this kind of famous quote, something that really uh, stuck for the followers at the time. It was that, if I have no control over my own death, if that's something that is just going to happen, I can't prevent it. We're all going to die someday, he thought. So if that's the way death works, if it's something I can't control, but I can control lunch, then I should spend more time thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch instead of worrying about when I'm going to die. Let me control what I can control. Let me set up what I'm going to have for lunch today instead of contemplate when and how I will eventually die because that's going to happen one way or another without my control. And along with this idea of worrying about what you can control and letting go of the things that are out of your hands, there's this sense of attaching worth to what you control rather than the outcomes that come with it. That you attach your self-esteem and your feelings of satisfaction to the effort that you put in rather than the outcome that you find. Because the outcome in most cases, isn't in your control. If you're up for a promotion and you've worked so very hard, there could be any number of reasons why the promotion doesn't come to you, reasons that are out of your control. So instead of basing your sense of worth on your desired outcome, base it on what you control, your effort, the things you contribute, your approach, and if that's where your worth lies, in a place you have control, you're going to live a much happier and fuller life. It can be a very important mindset for athletes who play team sports or who compete at the highest level. Sometimes the outcome 
is down to things that you don't have a say in. There's luck, there's circumstance and conditions that pile in, and you might not get to control if you win or lose at the end of the day based on any number of things. But you can control how hard you work, the effort you put in, the steps you take to prepare to get yourself in the best position as possible. And of course, I was thinking about how that plays out in the life of the church or in our lives of faith, how we could spend more time attaching worth to our effort than the desired outcome that we hope to have. I think of any number of times we've had a youth group, a Bible study, a special worship service, any number of things where you're hoping for a lot of people to show up. You're hoping for great attendance, for people to be involved, and then the day comes and there's less people than you were hoping for. And naturally, your reaction is to feel down, to be disappointed, to feel like you've failed. But the attendance of those people, uh, of people showing up in general, for any millions of reasons, that's totally out of your control. If you got the word out there, if you put in the effort, if you prepared in the best way you possibly could, it still might not bring more people in based on any other circumstances that are at play. So instead of attaching your worth to who shows up and who comes back and who joins the church and inevitably getting let down when things don't always go your way, when the outcome isn't what you were hoping for, instead we should attach our worth to the effort that we put in. That no matter what we're doing, a study, a special event, a mission drive, or a place of service, whatever it is we're doing within our congregations, as long as our effort is where it needs to be, where we would be pleased with it being, then the outcome is going to take care of itself. And the outcome will be what it will be. And you can still be proud of your approach, your effort, what you contributed without feeling like it hinges on the numbers, the success of who came and who showed up and how much money you brought in. All of that can really discourage us if that determines the worth for whatever we're taking part in. So it's something for you to think about, maybe, in your life of faith, in your personal lives, for things you are striving for, to be cautious that the outcome you're seeking, to a point, might not be something you can control. Something might be out of your hands, and it might go one way or another based on something you have zero control over. But what you can control is your own effort, your preparation, your approach, 
your willingness to put yourself in the best position possible. And let that be where you determine something being a success or a failure. Not in the X's and O's at the end, not in the outcome itself, but in the steps you took to get to the doorstep, to get to where you are as prepared and as ready as possible to face that outcome and to embrace it for what it is. So control what you can control. And those other things that are out of our reach, that are out of our hands, maybe they don't deserve our time and our energy when we could be focusing on the things we can do, the things we can change, the things that we can control. So something for you to think about, for me to think about as well, at least a little bit of, I guess, thoughtfulness, a little bit of productivity coming out of what was otherwise a very long stint in the waiting room at the Jiffy Loop. And if you end up waiting for your oil to get changed in the near future and you're stuck watching that endless loop of random TV, don't give up on it. There just might be something interesting that pops on after all. So thanks for checking out another episode. You can learn more about the church I serve, the Freedom Moravian Church. We are all over the internet, Facebook, YouTube. You can check out our website as well. And you can learn more about the Moravian Church at moravian.org. So take care, be well. I'll catch you next time.